Turn me up, turn me up. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of SNJ Uncensored Podcast. Man, we appreciate you guys for listening so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person who got on our butts about putting out more content. Our faithful listeners, we we hear you and we love you. Thank you so much for keeping us accountable. And we got some heat for you guys this upcoming season of the podcast. Man, we got some heat for you. Um, but I'm excited about today's episode. Definitely want to get into it. Before we do, I want to introduce my co-hosts. Of course, we have my boy, Dane, the young OG, the, the man that is sweeping the workout industry and taking it by storm, changing lives one body at a time. How you feeling, Big Dane? Yo, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. Like, literally blessed, dog. You know, we just had the snowstorm and everything. We were safe and secure, so completely blessed. Man, I'm glad you talked. You uh, talked about that, man. Uh, shout out to everybody in Louisiana, Texas, and surrounding areas that uh, were affected by the storm, the snowstorm. You lost power. Uh, you lost uh, food. You lost uh, air. You lost all the, everything. You know, and uh, and you made it through. So uh, it's been it's been a heck of a two years so far. But uh, we're gonna make it through, everybody. We're gonna make it through. Just stay positive. Oh, and of course, we can't have a podcast without the mouth of the South Sass with a little bit of class, the uh, silent millionaire. What's going on, Dr. J? How you feeling? Yo. All right. Yo back. All right. <laughs> so, well, without further ado, um, I definitely want to uh, touch on our today. Our, our, our podcast is going to be centered around uh the constant battle between men and women in our different perspectives. So uh, I'm gonna tell you guys, j- just feel free not to hold back. And, and to our listeners, don't uh, feel free to not hold back in the comments and let us know what you think, if you disagree or agree for sure. Um, the first topic is my boy, Kevin Samuels. He is completely, um, I mean, taking down the internet with his content. Uh, he has become a viral sensation as of late. Um, men are quoting him, women are bashing him, but he is, I mean, you cannot get on social media without seeing his face and, or, or hearing his voice. You probably don't even know it's him, but if he is telling it like it is and putting women in their place, then it's probably him. Uh, suave, debonair, young, uh, young gentleman who is, you know, uh, letting women know what men want in his perspective, okay? So I, what I did was I wrote down a couple of topics in in that he touches on in general and i want to kind of get you guys's feedback now i'm gonna start very uh foundationally and i'm gonna move my way up the first thing is that uh high value men so one of the things that that kevin samuels talks about uh emphatically is high value men he said he he tells women that if you want a high value man uh these are the things that you have to have and so i want to know from you dame in your opinion what is a high value man, in your opinion? You know, just keep it very basic. And then I'm going to go to you, Jay, and you tell me what you think. Uh, man, so uh, in my opinion, a high value man is, is a man that's uh, self-respected. He has a, a self-love. He, he, he has a unique set of uh, values and principles that he operates on. You know, he, he moves with integrity. He's, he's ambitious. He's a visionary. You know, in, in simple terms, we say, hey, he's a king. And he's about, about business. He's about family, about community. 
Um, and he's disbelieved in being a leader. Um, he's, you know, he has the emotional intelligence. So I definitely, to, I definitely love all of those, man. Definitely, you know, definitely, uh, <laughs> speaking about some of the important internal characteristics of a high value man. Uh, right. Of course, I respect that. Um, you know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I believe that we, oftentimes we, when we think of high value, we all, we all, for some reason, we always, always, always associated with, you know, with, 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 with the financial component. It's important. However, there are other things that a man must possess to, you know, consider himself high value, right? Um, but I don't want to go go too deep into it. But yeah, those are just some of the things that come like off to my mind right off top. Because if he has those particular characteristics, it's going to is going to show in the uh, exterior, you know, the things that he's doing. Is for example, it's what's the the phrase is, um, you know, he's going to be fruitful. Yeah, there it is, fruitful. So if he has all of those things inside of him. He's going to have fruit. There's going to be a harvest around him. But yeah, so that's kind of what I what I see. Um, and envision when I think of a uh, high value man. Okay, okay, I love it, I love it. I hope you men were taking notes. <laughs> what do you think, Jay? What is a, in your opinion, what's a high value man? I pretty much agree with what Dane was saying. Um, somebody who is aware that it requires just as much effort in every, every area of your life. Um, E.T. was one of the people who made me kind of understand what a high-valued man was in the sense like et you know is pretty wealthy but he also makes sure that his uh marriage is wealthy his relationship with his kids is wealthy his relationship with family and friends and so he preaches all the time about um going hard or 120 in every area so like dame said it's a lot of men who can be wealthy but if you lack the spiritual component if you lack the emotional component you know, if you're not working, and I'm not saying you're perfect in every area. I'm just saying you're working towards being the best you can be in every area. So to me, um, that's high value. When you have somebody who not only can provide financially, but they have that mental component and that uh, family component, you know, all the components that you would look for in a person. Yeah, you sound, sound very similar to what Dane was talking about. So in, in reference to uh, what Kevin Samuels would term a high value man is number one, he is an individual who is a, uh, who is a high earner in terms of uh, productivity, but also in finances as well. Um, and he's also an alpha male. So for those of our listeners who are not familiar with what alpha male is, uh, they are typically a man um, who is self-confident, um, outgoing, enterprising, and uh, actually, usually, quote unquote, is is looked at as the bad boy, in in uh, in social settings. And he is, uh, like I said, is outgoing. Uh, sometimes they come off as a tad bit aggressive. Um, they exude confidence and are uh, very demanding as well. They know what they want, and they won't settle for less in terms of that. And uh, and in and, and a lot of his descriptions, you can you can kind of tell like when he tells women, you know, what you need to be, he, ex- he explains that in terms of what the high value man is. So I want to give you guys some context as we move forward on what his perspective is. So, um, and both of you can ch- kind of chime in. So what do you think in terms of what he terms as a high value man in terms of that? So a high earner uh, and then the alpha male aspect. Uh, well, I, you know, again, like I can see where that where that perspective comes because 
again, that value, high earner, you know, he's the man that's a high earner. He's He's been disciplined. He's been, uh, you know, problem solving. He's been pro- productive, right? Um, and, and just being being an alpha male, that, that comes with it. That's that leadership. That's that uh, direction, that security, that that vision. So that, you know, a woman who sees that could definitely see that as high value, right? They see, okay, he's he, high earner. So he, he's done. He knows how to work hard. He knows how to be productive, produce, and he knows how to lead, right? Because we, we understand that, you know, women look to a man to lead in certain situations so when she see that she can she has that 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 confidence and that security to know how he he can lead me in this situation or he 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 has the vision right he 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 can help me produce in this particular area he, he can co- compliment me in this way so yeah i can see uh why he he stated those two uh particular areas in terms of a man being high value all right. All right. So and I, and I just want to kind of give that context and get you guys' opinion just to make sure the, that we are still on the same page, because when I go into this next one, you know, we, we this is probably where a lot of us are going to separate. So uh, one of the things that that he says is that the uh, main problem in relationships now is the modern woman. And what he means by that is the uh, this new feminist. Uh, I don't need a man. Um, I can do it myself, high earner uh, type of woman. And he says the reason that these are um, these are they, these modern women are the problem is uh, not because of who they are, what they've accomplished. The problem is, is that a high earning woman wants a, a high earning or a quote unquote high value man, which means that she wants a high earner in high um, in high. I mean, an alpha male. The, and the problem is, is that typically uh, modern women they are, uh, they come off with masculine energy, meaning that they like to tell the men what to do. They like to try to dictate relationships. They fight for control constantly because, you know, when you're a, a CEO, typically you have to have that type of uh, demeanor. You know, female CEOs, they're in a man-driven world. They have to be strong. They have to do that. The problem is, is that he explains is that they carry that over into the relationship. And, uh, and, and basically an alpha male is not going to stand for that. Uh, they're not going to accept that. So typically, an alpha male will go for a more modest, uh, modest woman who who is more submissive. So, and it was another it was another thing about the modern woman as well that uh, I, it eludes me at the moment. But uh, I definitely want to get you guys' opinion about this. So, how do you feel about his statement in, in terms of that? That a um, that a, a basically a modern the modern woman doesn't qualify for a high value man. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jay see, see see what Jay say before I I, I respond. <laughs> I'm gonna see what Jay say. <laughs> Don't cop out, baby. Don't cop out. <laughs> <laughs> speak your speak your piece, brother. Man, I'm gonna let, let Jay take it. Oh man. If we're talking the average woman, I would say yes. Um, just because women still have very high expectations. And sometimes they can be unrealistic. I'm not saying women should lower their standards, but I do feel like sometimes the expectations from what you want from the higher on a man and what you're giving in uh, return doesn't always add up. Uh, usually it falls short on the woman's side. So I will agree. Um, but it's not to say that, you know, that person isn't out there. I just would say women... Um, have to 
pretty much work just as hard nowadays. Like times have changed. Um, it's not just staying at home, cooking and cleaning all the time. And then I think for the women who are staying home, cooking and cleaning, um, the women who look at them and want that life, I think they're missing um, some major components that that housewife is providing. If you look at billionaires, millionaires, you know, these athletes that have these women that it seems like they're not doing much. But when you hear them speak about these women, they're putting a lot into the relationship. I'm trying to think of an example, but it's like, I hear so many great things like this woman poured into me. This woman helped me with my business like, plan. Um, this woman, my boy Ghost from uh, Power. I was thinking about Ghost. Ghost went off. <laughs> he was like, she was there for me when I didn't have anything. And so it ain't even, you know, and I don't want people to get the wrong idea. That's why I didn't go with Ghost because I don't want women to think, well, as long as I hold him down when he come up, he got me because that's not even the case either. It's she was doing more than just holding it down. Like some of these women are seriously helping men build their business from the ground up. And it's a lot of women who don't take interest in the business. They don't want to hear about the business until the business is making money. And I get that side of it, but you have to know your partner. You have to believe in what they're doing to be able to get to those um, positions, to get that ranking, to be that housewife. And I think that's where women fall short. It's like, we want it right now. If we don't see it, it's like, uh-uh, next he broke, or, you know, I can't do potential. And so I do feel like sometimes the average woman it's not she's not where she needs to be mentally um so, so i have a, i have a, i have like so many questions for you jay uh, <laughs> so number one uh i want to talk to or really i want you to talk to the to the uh, above average woman so let's say you have a woman who makes uh six figures um but they so the so this is the this is what i see what the problem is so the, the woman that makes six figures, she wants, of course, a high earning man, a person that makes more than her, which is like five, maybe 500,000. The problem is typically a high earning man, they usually don't want a woman. And this is Kevin Samuels philosophy. They usually don't want a woman who is uh, earning that type of money because the things that they're looking for, they're looking for that stay at home wife. They're looking for that woman that's going to be able to cater to every single one of his needs. Like he says that a person who has sacrificed their entire life to be able to make $500,000 a year, they are not looking for a woman who is not going to be, a, be able to be at home to service his needs and the things that he needs uh, and take care of his kids and all of that stuff. Um, but he also in turn says that uh, a high earning woman should, uh, and when I say high earning woman, I don't want to say high earning woman, uh, a woman who makes maybe a little bit above average in terms of, of income, uh, you know, like 60, 80,000, or maybe even 100,000, they're, they're more uh, aligned with, a, the, with an average man, because an average man or quote unquote beta man, uh, who is, uh, I'm not going to say beta man because that might be disrespectful, but an average man who is making like 60,000, 50,000, um, they are more apt to accept a woman who, had, who is successful and has made this amount of money and who can contribute more to the household. And then another problem is, and I know I'm throwing a lot on you, but another problem is, is that typically those women will belittle the, uh, the man that makes less than them. So, I mean, how do you find, how, in your opinion, how do you find balance between the two? So I disagree with all that, but uh, okay. so give me give me your perspective then. I say it it varies situations to situation. Like some of the things you said may be true in certain situations, but I wouldn't say overall that's what. Now I don't know what men specifically are looking for, but for a woman to date some a man who's uh, making less, yes, sometimes she does belittle him, but then sometimes the man will get insecure 
and feel like he's not enough. So well, she belittling him. I mean, he ain't got no choice but to be. But sometimes it's not even me being in a position. I don't know why guys think I am rich for some reason, but I've dealt with that even in college. Like I'm working at the mall and people would uh, guys would think that, oh, she has it. And, um, you know, I can't compete. And it's just like I work at the mall, I'm making minimum wage. What are you talking about? So sometimes it's not the woman belittling the man. It's the man just being insecure because he's not where he wants to be, especially young adults. Men, just like women have these biological time clocks, men have these um, timelines of when they feel like they should be successful, when they feel like they should have this together. And if they're not there, if they reach age 30, for example, and they're not there, then they're not even, technically they shouldn't even be dating because it's so many men who are not where they want to be but then they decide to date and it just makes things more complicated because you're not happy with yourself. So of course you can't make somebody else happy or even be happy with somebody else. So I think it's so, case so by your case. philosophy. So being, so do you don't think that women have a responsibility uh, to a man, a man's ego, even though they know a man's ego is fragile. Like you don't, you don't, I feel don't like care about your ego being fragile. I'm not, what I said is women, I'm women should not belittle the man, but, well, so I'm not talking about belittle. Let's. I'm gonna go into like something that could be deemed as flaunting. So, for example, um, you got the the Rolls Royce or whatever, and then you you you're not uh, actually telling the man, "Oh, your car is weak and tra and trash," but you flaunting your Rolls Royce in his face constantly. I don't think you should flaunt anything, but I do think you know some of the conversations, and this is where we get more into those high earning women. We talk about goals. We talk about dreams. We talk about things that we want to do. And I personally have told guys my dreams. And then they're like, what? When I was in college, I said, I want to be rich by 30. I want to retire. Like I would say these things and I didn't even know how it would happen, but I would just say those things. And guys would be like, what? What did you retire by 30? What is this girl talking about? Like I got so many friends now who, and we sit and laugh about it, who I used to tell them all kinds of things. And I'm like, see, I told you I would do it. Never had a plan to do it. I would just speak things basically into existence and guys would just look at me crazy so it's not that I was flaunting it's literally these are the goals that I have these are the things that I think are possible for me and so sometimes guys just get turned off they get offended they're like oh my gosh I can't relate and so now women are forced you you should date up you can't date at your level sometimes because even at my level every day my dreams get bigger and bigger every day I accomplish something I'm like oh I gotta shoot for the moon I gotta go a little high you know I think I think the, the the problem is is that people are not researching the person. And you touched on this on the previous podcast. People are not taking the time to research what the person that they want wants. Like everybody is so um, wrapped up in what you want, but you're not finding out what the per the type of person that you want desires. And so if you want a guy, like let's say you want the guy, like okay, when you go on a date, and you know, instead of you uh, folk, uh, instead of a, a woman going there trying to focus on uh, ordering the most expensive thing on the menu, you should find out where your, your focus needs to be on what does this guy want? Like, this is a high earning individual. I understand his time is precious. What does he want? Like, I might not even be the type of girl that he wants, not just personality wise, but really just what I'm bringing to the table. Like, even though women think, women might think that a, a, just let me clean it up. A woman might go into a relationship thinking that because she's a high earner, she makes a lot of money and she's successful, that uh, that she is a catch. But to to a certain guy, he don't give a damn about that. 
Like you don't care about that at all. Like you might meet a millionaire and he say, um, all I care, all I really want is a woman that's attractive and that and that can cook. I don't, I don't care if you uh, make six figures. I make millions of dollars. Like I don't, I don't your, your little change is nothing to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you, I, I spend the money that you have on clothes. And so you coming to me and telling me that I, I'm a good catch and I'm going to be the perfect wife for you because I have this amount of money or I can, or I travel and I do, I'm well, I'm well cultured. I'm not looking for that. And I think that I, in my personal opinion, I think that the research needs to be done. What do you think about that? I agree with that, but I also, well, I know say, you agree because I, I actually got it from you. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to add something to that for men. I would say shop in the right places like I feel like if you do want a woman who you want to take care of um somebody who's gonna stay at home cook clean and have a bunch of kids you probably should be shopping where the six-figure earners hang out you may want to look at McDonald's I mean she already probably hates her job she doesn't mind quitting and catering to you so shop at the right places like you can't go shopping at luxury you know well so so this thing this is the thing though so yes he, what I don't think it's that he wants a woman that is a low earner and don't have any drive and don't want nothing. Like, that's that, not to say they don't have any drive. It's just true, to say true. there's some McDonald's workers who have drive. I, I give you that. Uh, I'm saying that he wants a woman that is ready to be a wife. How do you find, where do you go to find a woman who is already ready to be a wife? Like she can cook. She doesn't have a problem with cleaning. She doesn't have a problem with staying at home and, and making sure the home is, is appropriate. Where do you find those women at? Where they, where they hang out? I think where they that comes where they getting to know a person, but that just goes back to what we were saying. Like do your research because it's women who worked hard to get to where they are in their career. And you can tell, like if that's all she's talking about, is how hard she has worked to get to where she's at. And she loves what she's doing. She loves her job. She loves her position. She's probably not going to be the woman to stay home. And even, you know, most of the times men think stay home or women, we say stay home and they think stay out the streets, but sometimes it's stay from the job. So you have to do your research. Like it's women who they love where they're at and they're not going to give any of that up for men. And and I don't blame them. So, like I said, you just have to shop at the right places and get the women who um i don't know where they have ready-made wives just like we don't know where they have ready-made husbands but <laughs> do your research ask her you know where does she see herself if she see herself moving up in the company and that's her only focus and she doesn't have any room for a man, then you need to let her go all right so all right. i got, I I got think... two, hold on damn i got two other questions uh, and i'm actually coming to you for this one um the, the next question is well, first, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to preface it. So, Dame, do you feel like you're a high earning, I mean, a, a high value man, in your opinion? In my opinion, yeah, absolutely. I have so, certain, so, you know, certain... so, you know I'm setting you up with that question. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, you, so, you're a high value man. So, one of the things that Mr. Samuel says is that, um, so, like, and Jamonica kind of touched on it briefly earlier, is that the, 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 um, the standard of dating and relationships is changing in terms of, like, um, one at one time, and I don't know if she meant it by this, uh, but one time, you know, women were the prize, and women were the thing that you would go and you would present your cattle, and, and you have to trade all this stuff in to be able to get. But now, the high value man is the prize, and so women are having to, uh, because women outnumber men and other reasons, um, the high value man is 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 something that's hard to find. He's the minority, and so they have to fight and 
and, and compete for that for him. So do you feel like that? Do you feel like you're the prize now? <laughs> well, you're really trying to set me up, huh? <laughs> hey, hey, you know, no, I'm, just no, the host, um, I'm just hosting. That's all. <laughs> well, I w- I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it to you this way. Um, and my fiance has has told me told me these things, and she's told me that hey, I'm a rare breed, a rare caliber of man of, of a man, simply because of the things that I mentioned mentioned before. Um, she stated she's you know she's dated men who you know have the significant amount of income, the um, you know who are, who she saw could be great providers. However, they were lacking different type, different areas that she placed the value in. So. To, to answer your question, yes, I'm a high-value man, um, and I stand on that, and simply because to her, she, I'm valuable in the areas that she desires, right? You know, it's not about what the world what the world wants. It's about what my partner wants, right? The type of man that she wants, and she she sees that in me. So, so yeah, I'm, yeah, if somebody asked me, yo, are you out? Yeah, absolutely. You can ask my, ask my fiance, ask my wife. You know, we got two months. April, you know, she'll be my wife. So, absolutely. Dame said, I don't know if I'm high value. That's a good answer. Dame said, I don't know if I'm high value to these other women. The only thing that matters is I'm high value to the woman I'm about to marry. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, man, that's it, bro. That, that's oh, I'm it. Focused on. I, I can't think about these other women, man. Uh, baby, I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, last last question. Uh, I'm going to kick it to you, Jade, and I'm going to go to Dame. So um, one thing that Mr. Samuel says as well is that uh, men dictate marriage. They determine, you know, when uh, the, you get married, whenever the person, the, the, the two people get married, and, but women determine or dictate sex. Do you agree with that? Yes. And, and why or why not, Jay? It depends on the situation. Um, I do agree with the first part, but the second part, um, women dictate sex if you allow them to. Um, you have some men who within the dating phase who are seriously committed and even though they're not married they choose not to step outside of that uh relationship but then you have some men if you tell them no they'll just get it from somewhere else so i mean yes it takes a woman to have sex but that one particular woman i don't think she determines whether you have sex or not i think she determines whether she has sex with you or not Mm, that's a different perspective i got you okay okay what about you dame do you do you agree or disagree with, with both of them the marriage one and sex yeah, I, I kind of feel what they coming from, though. I kind of feel that, feel that, feel that, uh, that perspective. And I say that because even in, in different points of my life, it kind of aligned, aligned with that is, uh, you know, when, when as a man, I showed interest, it was like, all right, cool. I'll just, you know, wait for, for you to, to say something. So I kind I kind of feel where Jay coming from. So I uh, I I agree as well, but I do have a question, and either one of you can take it. Um, so when it comes to marriage, the one only the only one I kind of have a problem with is the marriage one. Um, so so yes, a man technically has to propose. I understand that aspect in terms of him dictating it, but I, I, I mean, I'm sure all of us in, in, on here is aware that men are not the ones that are so ready to get married. Like we're not the ones that are like, oh, um, I got to get married, whatever. I'm, you know, you're pushing for it. We're not pushing for it. 
You know what I'm saying? Most of us, if we could stay single forever or or not single forever, but if we could be just be in a casual relationship with you or uh, just be in a relationship where we didn't even have to get married, we probably would. You know, we wouldn't push for it. That's just reality. But I feel like women to a certain extent, especially like your women who know their value, they they uh, they push for the, the 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 marriage and say, well, look, we've been dating for 10 years and look, you got to make a decision because I can't keep doing this or whatever. So we got to, we got to either you'll marry me or you're not like what's going on. And she might not say it subtly, but she'll hint at it. And we all, and I know me and Dame know that for sure, you know, you, you get the hints, they, they, they get to, they get to nudging you about it. So technically would that not be them for the most part dictating it? Hmm. Man, that's, that's a unique uh, perspective, unique question right there. Um, cause we're not budging cause, on it. We're not moving. We're not, doing, <laughs> we're not thinking about it. We don't care. And then no. she she pushes the idea and says basically gives you an ultimatum. Now she makes it. And women have are phenomenal at this. Is that making you think that you have the control? So they'll be like, okay, look, uh, look, we we've been doing this. Now we got to make a move, or I got to move around. And she, but in her and in, in your mind, you're like, oh wow, well I proposed and I determined that we were gonna get married. But really, she gave you an ultimatum and forced you to make a move not all the time um I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little push it's the same thing when you're dating um sometimes the woman has to show interest for the guy to step up and pursue that doesn't mean she's pursuing that doesn't mean she's taking over now if she just come flat in and take over and call all the shots and say hey we're dating and it's official and you know do everything that the man would typically do then yeah but if she's just showing interest that's the same thing when you're if you're ready to get married i don't see why you wouldn't let them know because we are no men are going to go with the flow you to death and so <laughs> basically they will waste your time so when you're dealing with a just go with the flow type of dude sometimes you do have to um give a clue give a hint where your focus is so that they can shift but the man i mean even with proposing you still have to make the commitment you still have to go buy the ring you still have to set up everything and actually propose so you're still in control of that part but as far as her sticking around forever no you're not in control and you shouldn't be she should decide if i want to date this person for five years before we get married if i want to spend 10 years and, and waste time before this person um commits um and if she chooses to stay a year then that's her choice everybody is not 10-year relationship type women so I, I feel you. Uh, I do resent the fact that you say uh, we waste we wasting women time. We ain't wasting their time. If he say I'm going with the flow, run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Look, I, I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get, get go back and forth with you. I got you. All right, look, we are gonna kick it over to the Dame dialogue. I know this is the segment where my boy Dame uh, gives us a very controversial topic that we discuss. So I'm gonna kick it over to you, man. Yeah, before we dive in, people, y'all date with intention. You know, be intentional when y'all dating. That way y'all can kind of avoid some of the clutter that comes comes across in that process. But anywho, uh, yeah, damn dialogue. All right, y'all. So we we know, uh, man, the snowstorm that just, you know, that happened uh, this past week. Areas of Texas, Louisiana got hit with a severe snowstorm. Certain, certain cities without power. Um, water, you know, the basic essential needs, you know, to, to live, right? And so, yeah, I want to talk about uh, what, what I would say is take off pay, right? 
take off Ted Cruz. So when this was going on, right, when the snowstorm was taking place, Ted Cruz, he decides that, hey, since my daughters, they kind of want to leave and everything, what we're going to do is we're going to go on, you know, a vacation to, what it was, Cancun? Yeah, Cancun. And so he went on, you know, went on vacation to uh, Cancun and everything, and people found out that he, he left. Somebody took pictures of him on a plane, um, and and uh, he just kind of received backlash from from that event. He ended up uh, getting on a return flight sooner than he he wanted to, just so that he can come back to kind of re- resolve some of the matters that had taken place, right? And so this, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about in terms of leadership, because y'all got you guys know him. You know, I'm pursuing this doctorate degree and I'm taking a leadership course right now. So I feel like this is a, a kind of a perfect situation to talk about leadership. In in that moment, was that a, a great decision for Ted Cruz to say, hey, I'm gonna pick up my family and leave and get them get them in a safer position versus staying in the storm and, and leading the, the people that you know is under his leadership? Let's talk about that for a moment. Like what was the best course of action? I think you can, it's possible to do both. Uh, he may not have made the best decision, but I think if I was in that position and, and that's actually one of my skill sets, it's finding a way to solve a problem, being creative with solving a problem. So I think there was something that he could have done to help his people. I don't think you should just abandon them to save your own family, but I do agree with taking your family out of a rough situation. Um, and I think people were mad because he decided to and give back once he came back. It's something that I would have done differently. Don't just up and leave and then say, when I get back, I'll, I'll give y'all a little something. Something, maybe put something in place before you leave. So that way it's like, I'm going to look out for my people. And then I'm also going to remove myself from the situation. Maybe that would have worked a little bit better in his favor had he put some stuff in place before he just up and left. Yeah, I agree. Cause I'm not against, you know, I'm not against, you know, putting your family first, right? I'm not, I'm not against that at all, at all. You know, do what's best for your family. However, in terms of leadership, because you're leading your family, but you're also, you're also leading um, this community, right? And they're looking for you for some type of leadership, some type of support. So again, like you said, he should could have done things a little bit differently. You know, maybe sent his family. Uh, first, and then how he he kind of set some things up, and then he could have been able to take off. I believe that could have could have worked out as well. Scott, what what do you think? Um, so I, I kind of disagree with Jay. I mean, I, I do understand in terms of making sure your family is okay and all of, and all of that. Uh, I do think that you he should have done that, um, but I don't think that making sure your family was okay in terms of completely leaving the the entire state uh with the entire country i don't think that was appropriate because you are a you like like dame said you are a leader and so uh, when i think of leaders of course there are uh, i think it's eight different types of leadership styles one of the leadership styles i think that he would recommend he would represent that that type of situation was laissez-faire which means just like kind of let it be or it is what it is type of thing which i don't i personally don't think that's an effective leader the, the leader that just says, oh, well, you know, this just happened. So, you know, whatever, you know, I'm, I, I, ain't, I ain't really worried about it. I'm going to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? 
um, I'm, I'm more of the servant leader. I'm more of the the uh, Napoleon uh, Bonaparte. Granted, he was a terrible guy, but he was the type that I'm going down with the ship. I'm I'm sticking with my people. If my people are out there, I'm out there. I'm t- I'm that type of leader. Like I don't want I don't want somebody who's leading me and saying, well, I'm gonna make sure I'm safe, but y'all fend for yourself. Like, do you really want that type of person making decisions for you? He's a representative of the people. Like, that's his only job. His only job is to represent the people, to speak for the people, to be one of them, to be the leader of of them. You really want that person speaking on your behalf, somebody that will leave you in the times of trouble, in time, and when things get hard, he, he cuts and runs. Yeah, he got his family to safety, but the whole community should be his family. The whole city should be his family. Like he's supposed to, if you represent me, you're supposed to love me like you love your family. I mean, you you, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. But I feel like, I feel like um, that, like don't have that position. Like if you got that type of attitude, if you have the attitude, like if you have the attitude of um, I'm going to make sure I'm straight and then everybody else, you know, y'all fend for yourself. Don't be a representative. Don't be a mayor. There's plenty of other great. I don't think he. um... <laughs> nah, he he's a he's a senator, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm a bad senator. I'm sorry. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He's the mayor. Oh, nah. I think he responded too late. I some people, you know, some people think my people first. Some people think my family first. I don't think either is wrong. I think he just waited too late to respond. You can't wait so many days because to me, it's just like when leaders evacuate for hurricanes. Now, granted, we do sometimes get a better warning that hey this is coming um a lot of people don't take winter storms especially in the south as seriously so i do understand um you know to me it's like when leaders evacuate i can't blame somebody if they say a hurricane is coming and they decide to leave but when you wait so long to respond like once his family was to safety that's the only thing i would say is that he could have responded sooner um you can send resources you can put your people in place who are available to help like it's a lot of things that he could have done differently but I'm not mad at him for getting his family out of harm's way and even himself. Cause I'm not going to lie. I don't, no. And and I heard that even, you know, the, the wealthy were not suffering. So I do kind of question that part, but if my lights are out and, and it's freezing outside, I'm catching a flight too. And so, and, and let me put some context. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, demonizing him for, for actually just, just cutting and running. I'm just saying that if you're a leader of the people, I think that if you, yeah, get your family to safety, that's fine. Um, but like, do nothing. Like you, like you don't do anything. Like you don't do nothing. Like it's like it's like your your. Uh, so Jay, if your if your family is in the uh, so you're in a burning building, and you have your immediate family, your, your kids, your husband. You get your husband and kids to safety, but you have other people like your. your uh, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, they still in the burning building. You mean to tell me that you you go and you drive your family all the way to another state and then you forget about your cousins and uncles and aunts that's still in the building? Like you don't right. try to get them milk? Like you don't try to take, get wrong. water and, and put out the fire? Like you don't do anything? I think that's, that's wrong. Where, that's right, and, and that's what I'm saying. I Like I said, I don't have a problem with him getting out of harm's way, but the fact that he waited so late to respond is the problem is that yes you this was going on and you waited and then when you come back all you have is bottled water so yeah i i agree um he waited entirely too late to respond i don't know what the issue was was he processing what's really going on like you were there and you seen it 
So I, I can't explain why he waited so late to respond, but I definitely don't have a problem. So, so Dame, I got a question for you, and you could answer too, Jay, because we all we all business people here. If you want, if you're in a company and you're and you have business business partners, let's say me, you, and Jay are business partners, and then the company uh, is starting to go down, and of course, you know, sometimes in business, the company, you know, stuff bounces back. You know, you sometimes you got to ride it out. Now, I decide to pull all my shares and cut and run and the head for the border with my money. I just take all of my money out of the company and I'll run. What do you think about me? Honestly, dog, I'm going <laughs> to say, oh, man, no, he's trash. I, I'm not going to want to do anything else with you. I don't I don't care what other business ideas that you have coming. I'm not going to want to be under, under your leadership or anything like that. Like, I'm going to have a, a very negative uh, view of you in terms of, you know, in terms of leadership. Like, that's, you know, I'm gonna feel traded. Like you're just gonna leave, leave us when the company is going down while we're trying to do what we can to, you know, re uh, revive the company to keep the company alive. Like so I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna feel, I'm gonna feel the same way. So if I'm a Texan right now, that's how I feel about him. Uh, when I look at him, is that you, you, we were all part of a company. You know, we were all a part of a family and you decided to take your money. You took all, all your resources out. You took our pensions out. You took our 401ks out and you, you extracted that out and you couldn't run on us when it got hard. In that case, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't respect you. I don't want you as my leader. You don't deserve to hold the seat that you're in. Right, right, man. And, and that, that's, that's, that's true because he could have done more. Jason, he may have responded too late. Um, some people may feel like, well, what could he have done, you know, et cetera. And, to, you know, to speak to that, I'm looking, I looked up some information um, and I see uh, a representative, Republican representative, uh, well, she's Democrat, I'm sorry, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, excuse me, from New York. It showed that she set up a, a relief fund and it raised $2 million in one day. Right, it raised two million dollars in one day, and that was going to uh, benefit like five five Texas-based organizations. And then she was set to travel down to Texas and to dis dis distribute supplies and help on that Friday. So you know there there were things that to be done, right? There were things to be done. Um, it may just didn't happen on his behalf. Like he he didn't necessarily. Uh, wasn't proactive as a leader and, to protect you know what, the people. You know what, Dame? I, I'm, I'm totally changing my mind. I, I, I emphatically disagree with Jay because now that I, I, I process it, um, he, 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 uh, he is what we call in my, uh, and you got to bleep it out, but he is, he is what we call in my neighborhood a bitch and a half. Why? Because, <laughs> because a person that I, it's honorable to stay in a situation with your team. Like, like if a quarterback leaves in the middle of the game when you're losing, like what do you like? There's no honor in that. There's no honor in 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 uh you picking up your family because you have the resources and to and to leave the people that you're supposed to be serving. Like it's it's no honor in that. It's no honor in bailing out on them. Yeah, you want to get your family to safety. What about the thousands of people who can't? Like it's honor in sticking it out and saying I'm with you guys. I'm in the same situation you guys are in. Like whenever we, whenever I look at you as my leader and look you in the eye, I can say that this man rolled out the storm with me. He, he, him and his family are in the same in, in the same situation that I was in. I, I, I respect him for that. It's it's honoring that. It's no honoring cutting tail and running. 
hey, I, I see that perspective. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. You know, as people, we we look to that, like, that moment. People are going to, years later, people are going to reflect back to to that particular moment and uh, realize, hey, I didn't like that. Now, I don't know what's, what's, what's in the future for Senator Ted Cruz, but I will say that that moment, you know, and his decisions in terms of leadership may have an impact on his future. So, but yeah, y'all, I just wanted to talk about that because I found, you know, I, I wanted to hear you guys' perspective in terms of leadership and how decisions have an impact on, you know, people's career, especially when we're dealing with crisis as we've seen last week. So yeah, kudos to Dane Dialogue. All right, we appreciate you, my brother, uh, for giving us that value. Um, so I want to go ahead and close up and, and give some, some added, um, I guess I could say value, <laughs> give some added value to our listeners, man, and, and try to, uh, for the people who are possibly looking for high value type of individuals, um, I want you guys to t- just take a moment and just give them some, maybe some tips or some some strategies or just the type of mindset they need to come with to get people like you guys. I mean, I feel like, uh, Jay, you are a high value woman. Uh, You know, you're a business owner. Um, uh, I guess some people find you attractive. Um, You know, you're multiple businesses. I'm sorry, multiple businesses. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, pretty much the spearhead of all of them running them pretty much single handedly. I'll give you that. Um, and also you, uh, have the business mind of, I mean, Pete, you just, you, you attract wealth. And so I feel like you're a high value individual and Dame you as well. Uh, you, you're a, a grinder, one of the hardest working uh, gentlemen. I know, um, you, uh, you pour into so many people that I think that's where your highest value is, is that you really have a heart for people, which you don't see often in the world. Um, you would put, I feel like you would put the, the, uh, blessing and, and, and impacting someone over money and over funds and things of that nature. So, and, and, and I, I feel like I can say that with all confidence. So, um, you know, just high value people. I want to know from you, what would it take to get a person like you? What does a person have to come with mindset wise, um, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever, you know, what do they have to come with to be able to, to, to attract a person like you? You can go first, Jay, and then uh, I'll go to, and you can take it, Dame, and then close us out. I need the high value, man. I need the man. <laughs> Got it together. Uh, basically, like we talked about earlier, or like I mentioned earlier, just um, daily trying to improve in every area. I don't want a person who only uh, puts all of the focus in one area. And so you got, you know, either wealth or you're very in tune spiritually, you know, you love God, but you're broke, or you're very in tune with your emotions and you can communicate, but you can't make money. Yeah. That's not going to work. So someone who not only, um, has the grind that I have, but someone who also, um, spends time with God, somebody who invests in themselves, into their business or into their work life, whatever they're doing, someone who is constantly trying to grow personal development like that, all of those things tie into being a person um, that I look at, like you can't lack in any area. And like I said, you don't have to be perfect, but just constantly trying to improve, like, what are you doing in each area where you can grow some in some form? Man, and for me, I'm going to keep it simple. In the words of uh, one of my favorite uh 
pastor, is Pastor Mike Todd. You know, he's, he says, I'm not a, a, a perfect man. I'm a progressive man. So for me, a woman, you know, you know, you don't have to be perfect. However, you have to be progressive Con- constantly. Like day to day, you have to look, look for ways to improve yourself um, and build. Um, you have to be innovative, creative, uh, self-starter, ambitious, and motivated, right? Caring, thoughtful, all of those things. You know, have they said high value? Yeah, we talked about high high value, right? You have to have um, a vision, vision, a vision for yourself where you want to go, as well as the things that you want in in terms of a partnership, right? In terms of a partnership, you have to know those things as well. So for me, that's that's kind of the the characteristics and qualities, you know, it takes to to get a you know a Damien, right? You guys can, y'all can go ask my fiance. She'll tell y'all about it. But anyway, but yeah, that, that's what works out. That's what it is for me. She might not tell him because she probably thinking y'all, y'all trying to get her man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so be oh, careful. Be careful, man. She don't. I met her before. She don't play. Y'all, y'all be weird. <laughs> right. Hey, she's stern, man. She's stern, but yeah, she, she don't. She, don't play, she, she do not play by her dame. All right, so uh, thank you guys again for listening. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Definitely give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. We want to hear your thoughts. Do you agree with me? Do you agree with Jay? Do you agree with Dane? Are we all completely way off? Like, we want to hear from you guys. And again, thank you to our avid listeners. Uh, We are going to be producing way more content for you guys, so stay tuned. And uh, until next time, man, uh, thank you guys for joining, Dame and Jay. And uh, I'll talk to y'all on the flip side. And we out.